0: Welcome to our second episode of TARDIS TROPES FLUX! Woo! I'm your companion, Hannah.
1: I'm your companion, David. Uh, and uh, we're recapping the second and third parts of the FLUX miniseries, War of the Santarans and Once Upon Time. Uh, <laughs> and we also have our special guest companion, Victor, with us. Say Woo-hoo. hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs>
2: Um, I love
0: that you hooted like an owl as a greeting
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's how I say hello Sometimes
1: So we have two episodes this time That I think are really strong contrast to one another And I think they show basically the range If you can call it that That Chibnall has Mm -hmm. Um, And Honestly, I would say that War of the Sontarans is probably the most straightforward, classic Who feeling Doctor Who episode that Chibnall has ever written, and for that reason, I like it. I'm not gonna say it's like it's my favorite episode that I've seen in the last three years, but I like it. And then the next episode, uh, Once Upon Time, is like very experimental, trying something. And not very straightforward at all, <laughs> and for that reason, I don't like
0: it. <laughs> oh my God
1: No, I'm being unfair. I mean it's it's doing something i I, I respect the effort um and uh, we'll we'll get into it more. but uh I figure we'll just start with like a a very straightforward recap of War of the Sontarans. um we we open on a spooky house, the spook house we call it. Um, which is a black and white like floating mansion that's falling apart and then the doctor's like is this the end of the universe and then suddenly we're in the Crimean War (laughs) so no explanation there (laughs)
0: Um, Maybe it will come back? Question mark. I
2: I mean, I also will say in comparison to the first episode's intro, which like the visuals were like so weird and cheap feeling, this one was actually pretty visually striking. Like that house, right? People are like, "Oh, that's good imagery," Uh, and it's like, but what does it mean? And so therefore, it's bad imagery. (laughs) Well, it. it It's not good imagery, but it is striking imagery, and it doesn't look cheap, which Doctor Who often does look no, cheap, is... Uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's part of its charm. But this episode actually looked like a, you know, it looked like a prestige drama show with like an actual budget, which was nice.
0: Yeah, I think it looked fine.
2: <laughs> well, I was also
1: struck by the um, improvement in direction uh, over the last episode i think there was a lot better shot composition there was more variety of shot size you know like close up long distance you know like there was a nice shot variety and then all the camera moves felt motivated to me you know if they zoom in on something it's because we're actually meant to pay attention to it as opposed to just being like a weird stylistic thing which i noticed (laughs) a little bit of in uh in the last episode Um, Especially with the big, stupid cold open um, where they're flying on broomsticks or whatever. Anyway, um, so yeah, this is an episode, it's such straightforward Doctor Who, we're in the Crimean War, there's Santarans. they're invading Earth in all time zones, so they've been there forever and they'll be there forever. And how that works, I don't really know, but I don't really care.
0: I don't know. This this kept tripping me up. Did it? It was right. like, yeah. It's <laughs> like they they're established on the maps as like Santar instead yeah. of like Russia and China, right? But then they're like, oh, they've always been here. But like, this is the first they're attacking. Like, like what is the? So what they're going know. for just...
1: is like because it's like a time invasion. Yeah. The first place from the Santarans' perspective that they invade is not necessarily the first in human history that they invade so what they say is they land in 21st century then the first place they attack in the past is crimean war and then we assume that then they go back further in the past and go there before either before humans settled russia and china or go and exterminate everyone in russia and china i don't know
0: but, like, if they did that, why would they be even fighting a war? And, like, why would things exist in Liverpool in the future? Well, they're fighting
1: a war to expand their territory into um, Europe, which is basically what the Crimean War gets historicized as anyway. It's like, it's an it's an East versus West thing, Russia versus Europe, which, you know, it's unclear whether that's just sort of the way that the Brits historicize
2: things. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I, it doesn't make a ton of sense, but, I mean, it is Doctor Who, and it also specifically, <laughs> uh, you know, th- this whole season is, like, kind of taking place in a, in a fundamentally broken universe, which right. uh, lets them do a lot of stuff that's at least interesting. It's, it's a lot of bullshit, I'm sure, but it is <laughs> it is interesting.
0: Um, I'm glad you found it interesting.
1: Right, and all that explanation, it really just serves the purpose of the Santarns. Are a stand-in for Russia and China, who are bad, and that's Chivnol's use of the Santarans. Is they have to stand in for a country in a historical war, and so right. he's saying, "Well, Russians, they're like they're like all the same. They're obsessed with war. <laughs> they're like Santarans. Oh
0: my god! And, and also the Chinese." <laughs>
2: I, I don't so, know if it's as clear-cut of a Cold War yeah. analogy, well, but uh, I think it is because there. if you
1: recall, the Cold War was a big thing back in uh, or the Neo Cold War, I guess back in Spyfall when uh, when the Doctor was talking about the the evil aliens as being like Russia but a million times worse.
2: Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. I so I, I don't <laughs> doubt that that it is influenced by the fact that Chibnall probably does like. Is very like oh no the Chinese and the Russians and Russia Gate and stuff like that because he he almost certainly that uh, that's just the kind of political thing I think he's into, uh, but I don't think it's necessarily that conscience like it's it, it's not like th- there's no deeper metaphor I don't think that he he dives into it's just like yeah the, the enemies happen to be Russians and Chinese which does have some kind of inherent Cold War implications but he doesn't do anything interesting with the metaphor I, I, I just thinking. think
1: you know. If he had set them in Germany, we would have all known what he was talking about.
0: (laughs) The doctor frustrated me a lot in this episode. Really? Okay, lay it on me. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, you know, it's that classic. Like, he he keeps leaning into, oh, she's a woman now, so like no one respects her, and so this like general, you know, is walking all over her. But like, she's still the doctor. She would still try to like. Minimize the amount of casualties that are going to happen in this conflict, right? Oh,
1: I mean, I, I I think that maybe you're not giving her enough credit. I mean, she like doesn't, you know, she doesn't play into the idea that she's seen as lesser. She just bosses him around like she would in any of her past regenerations, and says, "You can't right. do this. You can't fight a war with them." And then he ignores her, but he would have ignored, you know, Matt Smith as well, coming in and saying. <sighs> Hey, I fought the Santarans. Don't fight them. And it's like, well, yeah, we're I, at war I, with them,
0: right? I, I don't. But, I think you're not
1: giving her enough credit,
0: right? So she's saying, "Don't fight them," but when she sees that this guy is determined to fight them, she waits until after a, like thousands of soldiers have died to but be she also like, gets, "Okay." She's a so gun like, pointed was, at her
1: head.
2: Yeah, she gets taken at a gunpoint. Like the doctor does, kind of like just get caught a lot. I think, but right. I mean, this I, is like
1: a very common thing in like older Doctor Who is, like, the Doctor is, like, very ineffectual pretty much up until the last ten minutes of any given episode. <laughs> like, that's his whole deal. Like, when he goes but- to, you know, a planet where the Hath are fighting some humans over a, a bio thing, and he, they clone him, and he's got a daughter... Um, you know, he, like, can't stop them from killing each other for, like, the whole thing, but then at the end, he pulls out a gun and points at the guy's head and says, I never fucking would, you know, that's his (laughs) deal, you know, he's ineffectual and then he's effectual.
0: Right, but, but what I'm saying is... She waits until after soldiers are massacred to like give them any information about like how to at least incapacitate the Santars. No, that's not know? that's
1: not what happens. She's that's researching exactly that what when it, she's researching that when she gets held at gunpoint.
0: No, what? She oh. knows how to bonk their their little things in the oh, back of well, their okay. head. Like, sure,
1: okay. I guess I didn't like consider that yeah. But they're all attacking head on. You can't get behind them anyway.
2: I, I mean, I, I also. Think I don't know. At, at that po- well, at that point, the doctor was was you know trying to avoid the confrontation in part because you know uh, they generally have like a, a nonviolent bent to them, but also I think right. in part just because uh, she knows that it's going to be a massacre for the humans. So I think giving them information on how to fight the Santarans, in in a way, is kind of. Uh, encouraging them because like oh now they're still gonna actually. get they're, they're still gonna get they're still gonna get stomped out but I, I i think it's um interesting that uh the doctor really annoyed you in this one because this is probably the first episode where jody's doctor really i i, I saw her as the doctor i agree um, i think i think specifically was, in the was, scene mm-hmm.
1: where the doctor is talking to the um imprisoned patient. that's being looked after by mary seacole um and you know he's chained to the bed and the doctor's like what are you doing where are you where's where's all your friends you know what are you doing here on earth and he's like i'm not telling you anything and instead of just doing what she normally does which is just continuing to ask him questions until he confesses everything She actually uses a bluff and and some trickery and cleverly tells him, like, well, I know you can't give me information, but you can accept important battle information and take it back to your leader. Uh, You know, I know where the doctor is. And then doesn't tell him that she is the doctor, which is also a common doctor move. I thought that was fantastic.
0: I agree. I agree. I I liked that that moment. Yeah.
1: I, just, I thought that was so doctory, and then I thought the moment where, you know, at the end, once we've defeated all the Centaurans and uh, Logan has, uh, General Lo- Lo- uh, Lieutenant General Logan has blown up all the Centauran ships out of revenge. I thought it was very like her to be like why'd you do that they were leaving you know like mm-hmm. she she prefers a peaceful solution even if one is not really possible in this situation right
2: i i, I think not having the companions uh around with her really helped jody shine because she needed to like she was just getting more stuff to work with she's she's you know outsmarting people she's taking right. the lead on things right she is showing some sort of like actual like coherent moral philosophy which is is nice for jody's doctor
1: right um so i will say one of the things now that you mentioned yes the companions are no longer with her but they were there in the first scene so yeah what happened
0: they they melt away through time because Woo-hoo! of
1: the matrix energy mixing with the flux which only affects those two and sends them both to really specific periods of time that are relevant to the plot, right. um, but leaves her where she is, the Doctor, because yeah. where she is is relevant to the plot as well. Mm-hmm. So it's making me think that r- the reality of like what the flux is and what the time storm is and what the universe is is just whatever chibnall needs it to be
0: yep it's it's very much plot convenience (laughs) over over any coherent sort of like structure
1: like you could have so easily written this episode so that the doctor gets teleported away from her tardis to right to you know the crimean war by herself dan gets teleported Mm -hmm. back home and yaz gets teleported to this temple immediately right it would have changed like three lines of dialogue (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> but instead they wanted like, I- them to all show up together and then get split up and then the doors on the TARDIS vanish only for the duration of the episode <laughs> once we've solved the problem of the episode it just goes back to normal
2: <laughs> but but we've seen that before where like the TARDIS is literally inaccessible because of some yeah. sort yeah but it's usually shenanigan. explained
1: in some way by like there's something with time that's fucked up that needs to be solved within the episode. But in this one, we're not solving the problem of the time distortion. We're just yeah. killing a bunch yeah, of aliens. That's true. That's tr- so why that's would that trigger, make right. a door happen? Well,
2: it's well the Santarans are creating a paradox. Uh, it, it, well, like this is this is speculation because it's not very well explained. But the Santarans are creating a paradox since they're invading the past, even though they're set up in the present, right? So maybe that's what needs to be resolved, and, and that's why the TARDIS is broken. But
1: all right, well, let's yeah, uh, we'll give I'm it the benefit of the doubt, which I think we'll be doing a lot this season. But you know when you write so vaguely, you force the audience to ask these questions and then you you force them to come up with these ad hoc explanations, which might not be what the author intended. So yeah, it's no, your I, fault I, that we're I, doing this, Chris.
2: I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. These things are not well explained.
1: All right. So how how does the Doctor actually defeat the uh, the Santarans in this one?
0: They have yes. the world's worst battle plan. Where they all simultaneously are out of commission for seven <laughs> yeah. minutes right. every day. Right. <laughs> Who
2: needs a guard?
0: <laughs> it's so stupid. Like
1: right, but it's uh, it's kind of believable in 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 a sense because the Santarans are stupid. You know, they're yes, they're supposed to be and, in and the logic of the show regimented. like the greatest tacticians in the universe, but every tactician okay, in wow. Doctor Who is an idiot because. The doctor has to outsmart them, and the doctor's only as smart as the writer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they are still the best tacticians in the universe. They just also are terrible. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's certainly silly, but it's not sillier than a lot of other Doctor Who conclusions. And um, yeah,
0: no, it, I mean, it, it, it's fine.
2: In defense of the the thing, the Santarans are depicted as being stupid. Like they are like supposed to be great tacticians, but pretty much always they've they've been the butt of the joke, and they're right. always pre- at least in the modern series always yeah. presented as dumb. Speaking uh, as of jokes,
1: um, let's uh, let's talk about humor in this episode. What did you guys think of the humor writing?
2: I don't I think I, I, I think it was okay. Yeah, I think I laughed. I, I don't remember what the jokes well, Liz, were. I'm just
1: gonna go through and run through a couple of jokes. You you get a sense of the the humor of, of yeah, when it. he's hit trying to write humor. It. So I think he's a little more self aware in this one. That when the doctor is rambling to herself, uh, Lieutenant Logan says like, "Am I meant to respond to these musings?" Um, so at least, you know, even if you're not going to resolve that the doctor talks like a homeless woman, um, at least at least you're pointing it out in-universe. I think that's good. Um, and uh, then there was a lot of jokes that Dan says about uh, Tempura.
0: Uh,
2: and about the, walk. How and about the, how
1: the walk. Okay.
0: It was like the ultimate, like... Grown dad joke, like it it was. Oof!
1: (laughs) It's a like it
0: forced a chuckle from my lips, but like not by choice, you know.
2: (laughs) I mean, I, I can't quite justify this but i i like dan so 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 I like much more dan too. than than graham or ryan like right. it, it i think really, i've identified like, it i think i, I know what it I, is what do, you, what do you think it is
1: um so graham was also jokey and silly and kind of a like a dumb guy but he acted really wise and better than everybody and he mm-hmm. was also a big complainer. He would always be like, "What's so? What? What are you doing that for?" And then you know, like, just be really like rude and complaining about everything. Whereas Dan is such a go getter that like he'll literally yeah. like see a bunch of people get getting like getting I mean, executed, executed in front of him, and then he'll I just mean- be like well, I'm just going to film myself on my phone while I run in with a walk and, like, people
2: on the head. <laughs> I, I mean, I, th- I think the thing he's about a Dan is, yeah, He's right. a himbo! Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's a himbo. And, right. and also, his actor, I think, has genuinely charming, and, yeah. and like, that's something that just comes down right. to the actor, but... And the running uh, in, I, yeah,
1: sort it, of, like, you know, without thinking about the consequences thing, was also a Ryan thing. Um, right. But I think but it Brian works better. Ryan has no charisma. Right, right. Because, because it's combining sort of the best elements, I think, of Ryan and Graham... Um, mm-hmm. you know, into... Where, yeah, where he
2: has, like, this heart of gold, I guess, but yeah. he's, he's yeah. just kind of a dumb himbo. <laughs>
1: right. And he's not bogged down by all of Ryan's, like, angst at, like, right. all of the death and abandonment <laughs> that he feels. Um, he sort of has no arc so far but you know yeah, like, he's just like a fun guy to watch so you don't care
2: it, it, yeah it's yeah. weird because yeah he doesn't have like a defined arc or character or struggle that he's dealing with but he's just a a, a fun enjoyable person to watch and i think yeah. a lot of that comes down to the acting um But just, yeah, Leagues, Leagues more enjoyable to watch than Ryan or Graham. Right.
0: Also, we get to meet his parents who are also kind of enjoyable.
1: Right. I don't think they're great performances, but they do the accent and it's funny. (laughs) So, I mean, that's basically And I think the writing works with them and their dynamic. Yeah. I liked when, you know. Well, you
0: totally believe them as his parents, you know. yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah, it's like yeah. it's weird because you know he's like a grown man and like those are his parents there, but that's something right. that like that like Russell would do all the time. You know, you got to know yeah. everybody's family, and mm-hmm. it makes the world feel more lived in, more real. Like not knowing like like anything about, um, I guess we did know a lot about Yaz. Yes. Never mind, I'm gonna cut this out. But well, we don't
0: well, really know that we we've like. Briefly met bits of her family, but like we don't actually have any sense of well, like who those people are. Right. You know, so that's,
2: that's what I'm. That's what I was gonna actually point out, which is like Ryan and Graham and all these like first two seasons of Chibnall characters. Like they 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 have like very defined story elements about like their backstory and like what their big trauma is you know like but they don't have any personality like whatsoever and so this guy i don't know anything about his backstory Uh, but i know him as a person because he actually has a personality so i like can you know that's how we relate to most people most people you don't know their backstory and their trauma immediately you know like right right just kind of get a general sense of who they are, and and that's what Dan actually manages to do right. that that no criminal character of, of before had been able to do yet. Right, and I think yeah.
1: even Vinder and Yaz, like when they briefly meet, yeah. I think that the writing is tighter there as well. Yeah. Their introduction, mm-hmm. is yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like Vinder, and uh, you get yeah. a sense of who Vinder is in yeah. an unfamiliar situation.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to Vinder hardcore <laughs> yeah. next when we start talking about. <laughs> The next episode, uh, um, right, right. But um, but, but what yeah, are Yaz and
1: Yaz and, I, I, and uh, okay. do
0: doing? Can we, hold on. Can we talk about what Yaz has on her hand? <laughs> what she has on
2: her hand? <laughs> oh, what would the doctor TV? do? yeah yeah, yeah. What yeah, would yeah, the no,
1: doctor no. do? And she has so to would... look at it. Is the best part <laughs> because yeah. she she's confronted with a problem that's like. Do you know how to repair an advanced alien temple? And then she looks at her hand, which has the letters WWTDD written on them. Which, if you're, like, a kid and you don't know, like, about common acronyms, like WWJD, um, (laughs) then then you won't know what that is. So they have to explain it later anyway. Anyway, like... If this was, but Clara, it's like
0: it's like, the, like those memes where it's like you know people yeah. are like oh what's your name and they're like uh <laughs> Mary <laughs> you know like
1: right yeah um, okay. she has to it's look at so her hand. Dumb. Uh, but but I think you know if, if this were like Clara who also has the arc of I'm becoming more like the doctor and I'm trying to be the doctor even though I'm not like all of that's just implicit in what she does. Well, and mm-hmm. if, yeah. if Yaz had just said, yes, I know how to repair it, we would know what was going on. We'd know you're trying to be the doctor. But she has to look at her hand and says, well, well,
2: yeah, because, because one, they're playing catch-up. They haven't done anything with Yaz <laughs> up until now, so now they got to put this personality on her. Which, in fairness, is what they have to do with Clara with the Capaldi years. They just did know, a, a better job. But, but I don't think
1: this I is think... an improvement. I think this is just no, them I going... I writing I, letters on a hand and being I, like, this I, is character, I, I, guys. It's I, character. I agree.
2: I agree. And also part of what I was going to say is that with Clara, she, it's not that she wanted necessarily to be like the doctor entirely. Like sometimes she she's did, but there there was a, a conflict within like both acknowledging that that's not always a good thing. Whereas this is, is purely aspirational on, on Yaz's part.
1: Okay, I okay. mean, sure. Yeah. I, 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 which I think which the I think Doctor is... is going to get a little morally grade this season. Possibly, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Because of the I division, agree. which we'll get to, but mm-hmm. you know, well, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It might be more complex than we're giving it credit for, but just I just think the fact that it has to be stated so explicitly is a very Chibnall thing. He doesn't, he doesn't trust his audience, and maybe he they, he shouldn't because maybe the audience <laughs> is stupid. But you know, whatever.
0: No, I agree. He doesn't trust the audience. He really needs to be blunt and spell everything out. Yeah, shown. Um, yeah. And and the minute Yaz gets to the like time chamber um where we meet these little triangles who are asking her and Vinder to um, fix the more repair the the Mori Mori Povich. <laughs> Um, it just reminds me of, like, Memento Mori, which is, like, remember you'll die. Sure, maybe (laughs) that's
1: probably what they're going for. I think it's funnier to say that it's, uh, Mori Popich, a daytime
0: (laughs) 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 But But the minute Yaz gets there, like, she's like, oh, I don't know how to fix it. Oh, well, <laughs> like immediately gives up, you know? Well, no, she tries
1: to work it out. I, I like that she kind of is talking through it and thinking about it. And I like that Vinder, who has more, you know, knowledge of technology, is like, he knows how to phrase it, you know? You know, in the right. same way that like your dad doesn't know how to talk to Siri, but like we <laughs> have a better understanding of how to talk to Siri. That's what right. it's like. <laughs> so right. he like no, asks I think... the triangle to explain what is going on. And he's like time is evil <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> which is so funny i love it yeah, yeah. what,
1: what a great idea for conflict the doctor is a time traveler time. what if time, time were evil and the only reason it wasn't Ooh. purposefully trying to kill everybody is because there's a bunch of ladies in a circle wearing funny hats and uh, and just standing there for all eternity, what? making it not we don't know, eat people. We don't know.
0: We don't know their gender.
1: Uh, they it's were they were definitely wearing wearing dresses. So
0: I mean, men so, can wear dresses, David. So, so were David. the Romans, David. Men can Wake wear up.
1: dresses, but I, look, I assume people's gender all the time, look. and I'm never wrong. So there.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ! Now we're gonna <laughs> get canceled for that's, sure. That's, that's his
2: superpower. <laughs> that's his. That's his gift. I never
0: <sighs> wrong ever anyway oh we didn't mention that when yaz first gets to the temple she meets like the 1800s guy (laughs) who has also i guess been transported here question mark
1: yeah he's just there to just periodically show up and say hey remember that scene that no one explained still happened
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll see about it um but yeah, so then Swarm and uh, Azure show up and right. they're like... They're the Ravagers.
1: They're skull people gonna, with diamonds yeah. in their heads. And they have they're a the friend now characters. named Passenger. Yeah. But I misunderstood at one point because uh, Swarm, like, at one point, like, turns his head and, like, kind of looks back at Passenger and is like, Atropos. Now we're here where it all began And I thought he was talking to the The passenger guy and I thought it was like yeah. It's his temple Anyway it's a slight misunderstanding but They shouldn't have had him turn his head Back to look at Passenger while saying Atropos When we hadn't met Passenger yet anyway Passenger yeah. is a big black guy He's a He's <laughs> Literally. a tall black man
0: Like it's <laughs> it, like He's in color. a gypsy all right. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't assume yeah. his
1: gender either. So, yeah. It's, oh I don't, my I don't gosh. No, but you're is, never wrong. Passengers a day, actually, because passenger, passenger is literally is filled, a filled with millions yeah, it's, it's of spirits of varying yeah. gender, a whole broad yeah. spectrum of, of genders
2: within. So, in a, in a way, David, you, you did assume their gender, and you were explicitly wrong. So, <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it really puts a hole in your last Damn statement. It um, again.
1: Um, right.
0: Yeah. Um, so, the, so the you know the doctor and and Dan wrap up their adventures with the Santar and Dan is you know breaking into the base, um, right. and he ends up getting rescued by his dog friend Cavanista. He's right. back, Cavanista? I don't yeah. know. Um, and uh, yeah, they save the day. The doctor right. comes and gets them. They
1: blow up they... all the ships, and because the doctor yeah. doesn't really know about it, he doesn't judge. She doesn't judge. Uh, <laughs> Dan as much about it as right. she did Logan, um, so you know. But it's fine, whatever. Doctor is never consistent.
2: Well, also, also Dan didn't have a clear alternative, whereas uh, guess, Logan goes but, out of his you way know, to kill them. Still, like, still like blew
1: up everybody and still blew up everybody. Yeah, same, but same the doctor blows.
2: The doctor has no problem. Like, it depends on the con, like the the writer obviously, but. If you objectively looking at the facts the doctor clearly is okay with blowing up lots of people if right. if they're convinced <laughs> it's the right thing to do. Right.
0: If it's the only choice. Yeah.
1: Um so the then the that that is resolved and then the cliffhanger is um the swarm has put Vinder and Yaz in the makeup of the Mori. Yeah. And then had them stand on the pedestal, which makes them be the Mori now. And when he snaps his fingers, the whole time will go into them and they'll die. And right. kill them.
0: So then the doctor has to figure out do, how to save something. them. And that's, that's the cliffhanger.
1: Right. So then the next episode, Once Upon Time, uh, is yeah. the 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 fallout of that decision to snap mm-hmm. the fingers. Which I think is a good cliffhanger. If you remember I was sure. nitpicking the cliffhanger from the first episode, but I think this is a good cliffhanger. Um so yeah, we'll see.
0: Um well I mean how do you feel it was paid off, David? <laughs> so it's paid the
1: off time in a way that is confusing and I can't really follow it. So I can't say that it's distinctly unsatisfying. I just don't know what happened.
2: Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's unsatisfying just because, yeah, I agree with you. I, I can't, uh, there's not a, a, cl- I guess mean, there's not a clear logic to it. Right. Like, so I mean, the I doctor feel like,
0: so the doctor pushes Dan onto the pedestal, jumps on the one herself, and they all get whooshed into the time <laughs> right. stream or whatever. Because
1: yeah. I guess in some ways, it's it it would be safe from the Ravagers, maybe.
0: I I thought the doctor was like I can sort of guide everyone through. Right, this but why would Dan journey.
1: need to be pushed onto a pedestal?
0: Well, because I guess the more people you split it between, like the less Guardians of intense. Galaxy rules. Yeah, that was at least how I interpreted. It. Yeah, it's it,
2: it's it's like like we'd already discussed. There, there's like just so many things that are not. Explain, in how? But like, okay, we
0: were talking last episode where it's like Chipmunk's got to explain everything to well, yeah, th- and that, then that, he that... tries trusting you guys, <laughs> and you're like, I don't know what happens. Well, there's,
2: there's, 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 there's a
1: there's a nice happy medium. Yeah. yeah, this is completely <laughs> inscrutable. It's not character being implied. The thing is that I was complaining about in the last one is that he has to explain all the character motivations explicitly. I know. Whereas in this one, he he doesn't explain. What the time thing does. I th- That being said,
0: I, I... I don't think he needs to, though. <laughs> like, I don't think... Like, I got it. I don't find well, okay, this that hard to Explain it follow. to me,
1: what is going on, then.
0: <laughs> okay, so they all get schmooshed into, like, the time stream, right? And so right. they're all experiencing their own past and, like, reliving no, it. No,
2: some of them or are not. future. Or future. What? Some or of them are the going to
1: like random places that aren't their past. Right, what? but
0: like because of the flux, remember Wait, who, we're still, who, we're still who in who the goes flux. to
2: some place that's not related Dan to their... their... Dan goes to two hundred years
1: in the past of where his home is and talks
2: to Top Hat Man. But only for like a second. That's what I'm saying. Why does that yeah, happen? But obviously... Because, because top hat man flux. is a mystery. Because of to- top hat man is obviously like some sort of character that's no, going to get explained later, why does the
1: time jumping into the time thing drop him off there as opposed to in the vacuum of outer space? Like be- what? Because is it could be deal? his
2: future. I, I assume it that convenience.
0: Dan- why did the Santarans go to the Crimean War and like why but did they all get flashed He Wanted to ride like, a horse. Plot-
2: but 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 also <laughs> also. <laughs> But I mean, also, like, Dan, um, what was I saying? Uh, like, I assume that Dan will have a future interaction with the Top Hat man. Like, I think we are still within Dan's timeline. I think he went into his future, because they do explicitly talk about how you can go into your future or your past with this, with this timeline. Okay, but it's
1: unclear at first, because everything's told out of order, whether the doctor has placed them in these timelines to protect them from the time stream, to protect them from the Ravagers, or to protect them from something. And then she's also being thrown to different places in her timeline, but not by herself, by the more the Mori or something. I I don't Go ahead, Hannah, explain what's happening.
0: Okay. So (laughs) when we when we first get into the time stream, they all get like zipped away. And the doctor clearly doesn't control that. Because she's like, no! No, yeah. Dan, no, yes, no! Oh, shit, I don't know that guy's name! (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) So when they first get zipped away, the doctor has no control over it. But then I think she tries to put them in situations throughout the episode. So when Dan first gets with Top Hat Guy, it's like, that's the time stream. Just like throwing him around and it doesn't have to be his his future or his past because remember the flux exists and it's like messing with things because yaz isn't in like her actual reality she's in a reality where her sister is playing video games but why was that not not her her
1: timeline what does that mean
0: i don't know i didn't understand. wait so that's not her timeline she She says this
2: never happened to me oh i i missed that i just assumed it was like this isn't even my house she says Yeah. yeah So why? (laughs) It could be it could be part of her. I don't know why. Somehow.
1: All right. Also, I I I was confused by why everyone was switching faces.
0: Oh, that was easy. I I get why the doctor
1: would sometimes switch faces with people because she was trying to contact them. But why would Yaz be in Vinder's memory? Why would? Um, I
2: think it's. I think it's just like because they're they're in multiple places at once. They're like in that pedestal, but they're also in their time time. So sometimes well, they would. Why like would the doctor see...
1: not be able to see the faces of the division members that she sees? Because she's teleported she way into her past. Them. We're supposed to think it's like maybe her future, but she's out in front of the temple with. D- Yaz, Dan, and Vinder, all with like laser guns and like decked out in these like spandex suits, um, but
0: they look exactly like the division. Like you can yeah, call I, them I, as division. I, like, yeah, I, from, I, didn't, I didn't call them I right didn't... from
1: that first scene, but I mean, I obviously called it later. But uh, did, but like, w- did, did we know that that was what the division uniform looked like? Yeah,
0: when well, we see the two division guards going up to swarm in the opener in the in the series opener.
1: Uh, they're wearing basically exactly that that, like they just went and reconnected with the division and got armed up i i think you're supposed to think it's the future i don't think
2: so i i immediately thought because they very quickly because they're like who are you like they they don't act like dan or yaz or any of them
1: no no the doctor doesn't say who are you the doctor says what what are we doing here
0: right and yeah, they, they all laugh at her and say, "Oh, the sickness," and like and then they're not like, acting like themselves. All right, like squad. Themselves. We
2: have to go. Like, I it it act. It, I I thought it read like the division, and, and to me, it didn't really bother me that they were changing. I thought it was like kind yeah. of an interesting stylistic choice. It made it easier to, um, I guess, care about these characters and follow who these like because there's a lot of things going on. There's all these randos, yeah. so like I think it was good shorthand and also just like kind of interesting stylistically. Uh, mm-hmm. to, to replace them with the actors. I, I, I don't think it's something that we have to read a tremendous amount into. I, I thought it was good. I, just, I thought I, it like, worked I don't well.
1: see the connections between that and time
2: being messed up, you know? I don't see... I don't
0: understand what the It's because those are
2: the people who are do.
0: in the time yeah, stream.
2: Yeah, they're all in that time storm together, and so, like, they're they're bleeding in and out of each other is what I yeah. uh, kind of interpreted. Yeah, right, but
1: what yeah, I is... Don't think
0: it's... I, don't,
1: I don't understand what time What do you mean, what is that?
0: Does. How does... I mean we don't I don't understand don't know, what the time stream does I mean, either it, it throws it's,
2: you it's, into random parts of your time stream and it kind of is getting intermingled with all the people you're but in it David, also, it, like the answer is the
0: same from thing
1: past and like puts you in different houses it makes no, it so that look, you meet
0: up with flux. your date
1: Diane it, so it teleports you so you can go <laughs> on a date with Diane and then the date is just Dan and Diane holding a cup of coffee and walking while holding it and never taking a drink
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I mean,
0: the, but, like, the you know, stuff is changing around them because they're yeah. flying through time. But also, again, the flux is happening. So, like, we have to remember that, like, the time stream might not do this under normal circumstances, but the flux is, like, fucking everything up.
1: All right. Well, my basic thing with this episode was that by about the, like, fourth time that we do, like, a scene with mm-hmm. each of the characters... I'm like, okay, I've seen all this before. Can you get to the part where it develops or where things change or where think... things get worse or things get better
2: and that does not know. happen. What do you mean? I think I think we learned a lot about most of the characters. No, yeah. no that's what we do.
1: It's it's sort of like an episode. It, it it almost reminds me in terms of structure of um can you hear me from season 12 where Instead, of, like, we're learning the backstories of all the characters, basically. Mm. Um, except for we don't actually learn that much about Yaz or Dan. We mostly learn about Vinder and his story, and, which is kind of boilerplate right. and simple, but, you know, it makes sense. But
0: it's compelling! and Yeah, he's it is compelling. Yeah. He's it's also literally... No, I agree. He's literally the only, like... I don't know if we get to call him a companion because he leaves the TARDIS at the end of this episode. But, like, you know, I I am more invested in him as a potential companion than anyone else Chibnall has, like, thrown at us in the entirety of his run. You know, like, he has a clear character goal. He's got motivation. We learn a ton about his character in this episode. You know, yeah. he's the kind of guy who will, like... Blow the whistle on the president because the sure, president yeah. He is works for basically the galactic
1: Her, Her Majesty's Secret Service, right? I, and, I, I, I and felt he works for them, and then it turns out that Her Majesty, who is a guy named Sucks. the Great Serpent or something, yeah, uh, is like a criminal who wants to like exterminate a bunch of, um, a bunch of critics of his friends and his policies. And so he blows the whistle on the Great Serpent Man,
0: but and I, gets I, sent out to yeah, the yeah, a, to a to random the...
2: outpost. It right. sucks. I, I mean, it's, I, I
1: it's, felt... it's kind of it's kind of by the numbers, but I, I'll buy it's, it.
2: But it who cares? Who, I,
0: it's I I confident. think
2: it's yeah, I think it's by far the best like actual actual like conflict and characterization <laughs> that we've seen from Chibnall. Like. Uh, we, we get a very clear sense of who this guy is and what he cares about sure. and what he has lost as a result of these things i i think uh, plus we
0: you know we're introduced to his uh sort of star-crossed lover doing yeah. narration at the beginning of the episode Belle. um yeah, yeah, yeah we get Belle, the intercut and i space I, pilot. I i most <laughs> i mostly liked her and like what we saw of her um The one thing I will say is literally no one, no human being will ever hold their stomach and say, you're as yet unborn child. (laughs) Like that is just like not dialogue. (laughs) Like
1: (laughs) Right. Well, maybe she's like, cause she's writing it in like a diary basically. Right. Maybe she's like, she's the bad writer. You know. But, but, could, <laughs> I, I, but
2: everything else she says anything, if, was good. But also was if like, anything fine. if anything you would say our unborn child <laughs>
0: Right. I mean, I'm just saying, no one when they're just talking to themselves as of is yet like, ah, oh, my un- as of yet unborn child. <laughs> like it is that's written by aliens. Right. It's written by robots.
1: So the only thing that I'm a hundred percent sure of with this whole time storm thing is
0: mm-hmm.
1: blue dots. That eat people, and these
0: effects are terrible. I think we can agree. They're they're blue dots. Yeah, Yeah, it it didn't
2: bother me one way or the other. It wasn't like the opening of the season, which which is terrible. Uh,
0: it's okay. okay.
1: But I mean, the point is like that's the only thing that I really feel like I get. I think because it's similar to, and Victor mentioned this to me um, earlier. It's it's similar to like the what are they called the the reavers or the whatever reapers. The, the reapers, reapers from uh, from Father's Day in season one. You know they just kind of well, like they're remnants of a big time fracture that go around eating people and deleting them from existence. Like I get,
2: but that. but the, when I when I mentioned the reapers to David, what I was specifically mentioning was like I was so confused by who the Mori were and what they do they're and what their an alien like, powers of pro-
1: people who I, wear dresses and makeup but, but, and control all the I, time. I, but, but, I, what I, what
2: I, And what I said is by comparison, like take like the Reapers, which were also like these weird tiny things like that was very clearly defined and followable. Like, I, I I don't know who the Mori are. I don't know why they're scared of the fact that they brought a Mori and with the passenger. I, I don't. I don't yeah. really get the Mori very much. I get um, it, I
1: get I the Mori, I is, just don't what get it... what they're actually protecting time from because it seems no, to not involve people's time faces from getting anything. and also they're... teleporting into timelines that aren't yours. I don't know what that. They're is.
0: They're protecting people from time, David. You've you got mean? it backwards. They're not protecting time from anything. Remember time is evil. They're time containing evil. the evil time. So what does time That's what do, do
1: when do? it's unleashed? I don't understand.
2: I don't know I, because, because that you're good as But isn't Ooh. that what we're looking
1: at because the thing was destroyed.
2: The Mori were like what burnt. Thing? Those were some Mori. I think there's more Mori the doctor's just like, can you send me some more Mori, like, can last time? Can you send me time. some Mori?
0: Yeah. Mori,
1: I
2: need yeah. more Mori. Get <laughs> me some Mori. It's really Maury. weird, and I do- that's what I mean by it's so... Because big- the doctor's just at like... The at of- these Yeah,
0: because at the end of the episode, they're fixed. They're, like, there, right? Right,
1: but so, like, then is time fixed? I- I- I'm no, very... No,
0: because the flux is still happening. And what does and the flux seems- do?
2: The we flux- don't know. Okay, so, so as far <laughs> as I can tell, the flux is an attack on space... That was caused earlier, and it might not even be related to Skullman, Because as far as I can, we haven't no, even gotten to the, the space. It's the old lady time.
1: who has the little oil can or something. I think she, it's like a perfume like a, bottle or an oil can, and that's literally all we see of her.
2: She's like a god, and she might also be the Doctor. I don't she know might what the fuck She might also be a Time is.
1: Lord. She might also be. She might uh, be. I
2: think she might be a future version of the Doctor. Like, listen, here's what, what I master? think she <laughs> is. All right,
1: this is my theory. I'm going. I'm going all in on this one. All right, and if this yeah. isn't real then i'll resign in shame i think she's a <laughs> space lord the the lifelong enemies oh. of the time lords
0: <laughs> ooh hoo yeah i, I just made up
1: <laughs> i i, <laughs> I
0: like hope. it it's stupid cuz yeah, they keep talking about
1: how food. like time and space this is the foundational war of the universe. Time I, I trying know. to kill space, this... space trying to kill time, which doesn't make any sense because space time is one thing. It's one thing. But yeah, it I know. But that would make sense if there was time lords who are just like well, fanboys for time, and then space lords who are just like really stuck I mean, up, pretentious I mean, space I, fanatics.
2: I, I think this who both think time like is both like the the, the stupidest and perhaps the most interesting thing in the episode is this whole like concept of you find out in this episode that space and time are at war with, with each other, right? <laughs> Which it's funny. Uh, no one, no one knows what that means. Uh, but right. I will say, in, in Chibnall's defense, and the reason why I kind of like, I, I'm kind of forgiving of it, and I kind of invested in it, is when when I was taking a, a modern physics class in high school, I remember we learned about how there's like these four. Fundamental forces that like people think existed even before the Big Bang, right? Uh, and they like were all like a kind of keeping in- each other in balance somehow. Like I don't know, but it, it felt very like mythic when when I learned about. it I was like, this sounds like a an like uh, an ancient uh, like yeah. you know, creation myth. Creation myth, not like a, a modern science text. So I thought yeah. that the creation. No, with No, I the, love the, the f- idea that the people cool. who are
1: saying time is evil. What if they're just like mad at time because they love well,
0: space <laughs> they're just haters like well, well time
1: being evil doesn't make sense to me but well time I mean, if time not. is considered evil by like a religious cult of space lords that makes sense to me and that they would well, blow well, up the universe with the flux just because they hate time so much my, that my makes guess. sense to me <laughs>
2: But but my guess as to why they hate time will have something to do with like how time represents decay and it yeah. leads to death and it's right. all these bad things. Right. And if you They're didn't like, have everything time, should you should
1: just be you know stay the same. And it's like, No, yeah. no, nah, nah, forget about it. You're just a space <laughs> a space boy. You love space. We get it. Um, so that's my. I you know,
0: Well, we we learn from the the old woman um, that the flux is the doctor's fault.
2: Yeah, like the doctor
0: has something to do with it.
2: But th- that's what I'm saying is I think the flux was in is like some attack that the doctor will launch in the future on space, and so th- this, uh, Diamond Head is launching an attack on time. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 all nonsense. <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> funny. It's great. I love it.
1: Um. So that's the part of the story that I actually do enjoy. Um, and that I do like. But there's a lot of it that just doesn't make sense to me and that I don't think they're going to explain because I think the point of it was to be disorienting um Belle was setting up a Cyberman episode that I think is coming because she fights a Cyberman um and gives that line about how love is my mission whatever uh but also possibly a Dalek episode or maybe Daleks, Centaurans and Cybermen
2: I, yeah. I don't think they'll have a full episode dedicated to yeah, you well, at least right. one of those, but I think I Everything. think that they've done a good job. I, I thought it was like it was just something we haven't really seen since the Moffat years, which is just like having the monsters show up casually mm-hmm. in a way of m- making the world feel more you know like a realized full Doctor Who world. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, no, and I, I thought I it was good. That. I thought I thought it was good.
1: Um, and then Yaz's story is sort of empty to me because it's entirely to set up the Weeping Angels plot in the next episode. So we and, don't and really I learn anything d- more about Yaz except that she, well, well, she smashes her sister's computer games. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what the, the <laughs> And then her sister perplexing? says, nobody calls them video games.
2: Video games. Yeah. That's right. what I was so confused about. I was like, what, what are you talking about? Everybody calls them Maybe video games. Maybe that was because
1: they're in a different timeline where they call them computer
2: I games. I don't. <laughs> But maybe, I was like, is this a They UK call them thing? meat morphs. I, well, well, I, I was like, this is one of two things. It's either a UK thing where it's like, I don't know what the fuck the UK calls it if they don't call it video games. Or two, <laughs> oh, there's like something that Chibnall just made up as a boomer. He was like, the kids these days, they don't call them video they games. They call them games. <laughs> they call them just games, you know? I, and-
0: I'm very excited to see if there is a payoff for this. They don't call them video games. Or if it was indeed just like bullshit. Right.
1: <laughs> um right but the most interesting backstory I think well I mean I guess Vintage backstory was very good I'm I'm not yeah. bashing that one I'm just saying the most relevant to Doctor Who lore is yeah, learning the-, the doctor's backstory we yeah. I was right in my prediction last episode that Doctor Ruth did come back I saw in some promotional <laughs> materials that she's supposed to be called the Fugitive Doctor because that she oh. was a fugitive in *Fugitive of the Jadun. but she's yeah, not a fugitive guess, in this so. one, so she's you could call the her Ruth the division doctor,
2: doctor or division call her Doctor Ruth. That's what she's called, Doctor Ruth. Um,
0: um yeah.
2: I, I I think one of the things that was really weird about this one is just that like it, it was really weird how Jody was so uh, like the the doctor was so confused. Jody's doctor was so confused during her backstory parts like she really doesn't know what's going on for the most part like she's like who are you what's going on like all the time and then whenever she showed up in like as a as a spirit ghost in anyone else's timeline she's like don't worry i have this under control i'm trying to figure <laughs> stuff out right and i'm, like, is is I'm this,
1: assuming is this... that it, this story is told out of order and yeah that's what i'm assuming too but they don't explain it and basically that all the division stuff happens to her first and then it's only after she gets out of there that the whole rest of the episode happens, and she's teleporting around to other she's, people's timelines. I don't know if that's I,
0: true. I disagree. I I interpret it it as she keeps getting put pushed back into like her own time, her own past, and she's like doesn't know anything because she doesn't remember this. So uh-huh. she's like trying to figure it out. Because at the very end, she asks, like, "Oh, just give me like one more memory. Like, this yeah. is my last chance to like find my past." Which, yeah. like, of course, it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then, I think it's that you know she's she's doing the doctor thing, where she's just like, "Don't worry, I, I've got I've got you." Like, she she's got everyone else's back, but she's leaving her own exposed. You know, yeah. that's sort of how I was yeah. reading it.
1: Um. I just I just thought, for me, I didn't get that it was The Division immediately because I forgot that that was their uniform from back in Fugitive of the Jujun. Okay. <laughs> and well, so I didn't, I didn't figure it you. out until Dan was talking about how he had dog ears. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, Dan, he's dog man.
0: I honestly <laughs> forgot that Cavanista was part of The Division yeah. uh, until that moment. Yeah. And um, yeah.
1: So then they burst into the room that they were just in, which is such a yeah. weird thing, like, to just have them burst into- But it's
0: definitely different, because they've got, like, their weird crystal thrones that they're sitting on. Right.
1: So it's in Which the past. we had seen
0: before. Yeah, We had seen them before in a flashback, I think, in the first episode okay. of them sitting on these thrones. All right, I
1: must have missed that. But basically, I think that is Swarm, right? But he looks completely yeah. different. Yeah, he, he looks, looks, looks so different. So I was like, is that Swarm or his dad or something? Yeah,
2: that's what <laughs> I was thinking. I was like, is this Swarm's dad? Because this man looks older.
1: Azure, <laughs> Azure Azur looks exactly the same.
0: She does. I agree. Maybe they only had budget for one skull redesign. I don't know.
1: But that's when we find out that the doctor has, with the division, been tracking down the Ravagers. Which I think is the first time we get their name as the Ravagers. And um, they're tracking them down because they're trying to destroy time in the past. In the exact same way that he does in the future. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's the same plan, yeah, I basically. I think so.
2: I think so. I think it's a very similar plan, yes.
1: Um and and that's when we get all this talk about the founding conflict of the universe and time yeah. shall never surrender to space, which is so funny. <laughs> and um and and then we get that the doctor used these passengers, which are walking prisons filled with millions of souls, to secretly mm-hmm. sneak in a bunch of Mori to replace the Mori that had been killed by the Ravagers, and then Carvanista shoots them with cage lasers that puts them in prison, in time space prison. Right? Yeah. Am I recapping that yeah. correctly? Because it was yeah, a lot yeah. very yeah. quickly.
0: Right. So we still have no idea how Azure ends up being a pretend human in 21st century Finland or whatever. Um, and I guess you could just you know, assume
1: she's in hiding. I don't think we're gonna get more information about it.
0: But she got caught here, (laughs) so like she had to escape.
1: Well, but but we might not (laughs) see that. Is what I'm saying. I just, I really don't know. Fine. Uh, But the other thing that we learn in the big once we fixed time and we get back is that the passenger that was with um with the modern day Azure and Swarm has captured Diane
0: yep uh that's true.
1: yeah so that's the that's the cliffhanger and, and then dan
0: is like i gotta save my girlfriend
1: right and vinder also has to save his uh wife or girlfriend and... no he
0: doesn't have to save her they just have to reunite no. sure she's she's doing fine <laughs> they have to save each herself. other from
1: being alone <clears throat>
2: Can, uh. I, can I propose a, a, a minor rewrite that I think would have really made this twist uh, much better? So we don't really yeah. get to spend a lot of time with Diane. So I, I think it lands a little bit flat. Now, what do we know about Dan, though? We know he is a Liverpudlian and he loves the Liverpudlians. So I'm saying it should have turned out that the entire Beatles in their prime were in there. <laughs> and, and, so, and so if they get killed, all that music gone. You know? Or
0: just like everyone in Liverpool
2: right
1: yeah i mean it could be millions of people yeah yeah um okay but then the big the big cliffhanger is that the weeping angels break into the tardis and steal it
0: yeah
2: Which yeah that was pretty funny to watch the pilot <laughs> the tardis
1: i mean first of all it's really funny because you can imagine like them being really frustrated like every time they go to press a button <laughs> like somebody looks over them it's like it's kind of you know, Stop. I'm trying to steer yeah. here. You, like can you imagine you not every look? time you're driving you had to like freeze like yeah. in a game of red light, green light, it's, every It's time like time talk I'm about back worst.
2: Talk about backseat drivers. I right. can't even Also funny
1: because in Blink the whole thing was that they were trying really, really hard to get to a TARDIS and they couldn't right. break in. Like they needed yeah. the key to get in. And in this one, the weaving Handle just like pops in, like, hey
2: Well there's weird stuff going on with time and space they well, And also it was on her screen the TARDIS is
0: also super broken right.
2: yeah the TARDIS is super broken like you go in through the, through the floor but I think it's mainly uh, the
1: phone thing which uh yeah you know it, yeah. It, it, it found its way onto Yaz's phone and then got in that way which it seems yeah. like in Blink they should have tried that first
0: <laughs> I feel like it's much
1: easier to get onto a phone than to get into a box after you teleport well, the doctor to be, away.
0: to be fair to Blink, it was a lot harder in 2006 to get a good phone, phone. picture.
2: Yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> you know? The, the, <laughs> that so, which contains the image... wasn't
0: even a thing all phones could do in 2006. <laughs> look, look. The,
2: the image... <laughs> Uh, an image that contains the, an angel may itself become an angel, but only if it's above 1080p. Right. Uh, otherwise, the resolution um, it won't translate. Right.
1: I really think that Chibnall is not as good at Moffat at Weeping Angels, yeah, and Moffat isn't even that great at Weeping Angels. You know, by the end. But the I, the the image of an angel becoming an angel is something that I did actually like in um in the the season five episode, you know, Time of Angels. But Mm -hmm. if you recall, like, the way that they stop it is there's, like, a glitch in the tape. And so for a moment, it's not the image of an angel. But in this one, Yaz just smashes video game and then Weeping Angel dies.
2: Yeah, I like how she tries to exit out and, like, the exit, (laughs) like, the game over sign and the pause menu also, like, stick out. Right, it's funny.
1: (laughs) But, like, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, it's, the, the thing about the Weeping Angel that makes them scary is, like, how tough it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. To, and to I think them. this. And it's like... Well,
2: well, also... With the screen thing in the, like, in the Time of Angels two-parter from Matt Smith era, like, they slowly kind of manifested themselves into the world. Here it's, like, instantaneous. It's like, right. if, if you're on the screen for a second, they're automatically, like, right next to you in real life. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, it's, I think Moffat has a better eye for spookiness and horror, whereas Chibnall just did yeah. a bunch of jump scares in the rearview mirrors... Um, mm-hmm. and the side mirrors of Yaz's cop car and was just like angel gone angel gone which is not yeah. spooky it's just um, a jump scare so'm I'm, I'm looking forward to the next episode because I I'd like to see another writer try to take on weeping angels we've never seen that before mm-hmm. um oh yeah that's true so but
2: done. I I'm cautious <laughs> I, I I think this one I, I don't know. I, I, I will say this season, already is by far like the best chibnall season i I think like for sure it's the only time that i've really been like season 12 like there were times where i was like yeah that episode was not terrible like that was uh, there were things i could if i looked for it there were things i could scrape by this season is the first time where it's like a genuinely painless experience to watch I, i get excited about certain things i i look forward to seeing the next episode I, I, I'm sure it won't come together all that nicely, but yeah. I'm enjoying the ride, which is more yeah. than I can say for a long time. And I, 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 I am I, thankful for that. I
1: happened to just by chance be watching some classic Who, which I don't really do. I've, I've never really gotten into it, but I was watching yeah. the uh, the Tom Baker series, uh, The Key to Time, which was this mm-hmm. like six-part, multi-episode, multi-serial series. And it reminds yeah, yeah. me a lot of this. Um, because well, it's this overarching story, but it's also kind of episodic. And this one I think really is more intertwined, though, though, for sure.
2: Because I've watched, I, 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 this one's definitely more intertwined, though. Because like, key of time is like it's very, very early in terms of serialized television, so it's like literally just like every episode is like getting another piece of the MacGuffin. Sure, for the but it all like ties this together one, in the end. This one, I am honestly like the, the
1: last the last episode of it, where it's, like, a six-part, you know, serial, like, all the y- other Yeah, ones. yeah, But it's, like, half of it is part of the episode and half of it's part of the overarching story, and it kind of... The different parts of the plot intersect. And it's campy as all hell, but it's, like, super fun. <laughs> and I think that's this. I think this is getting at what Classic Who had as an appeal. Um, but With, I, with I, a few modern I, touches. I,
2: I also think it's... it's like... It's interesting that Chibnall, who I think came in and, like, tried to make it, like, this big accessible show, kind of, like, back into the, the Russell era, has made the most... Like, this season is so confusing, and it, it, <laughs> right, it, it right. makes so many references to other uh, Doctor Who lore and, and monsters and stuff that, like, it's not... It's the, the least accessible season of Doctor Who. Right. It, it's probably his best by far. Uh, right, season but...
1: 11 was kind of standalone, this is not it relies so heavily on yeah. your knowledge of dr ruth from fugitive and on your willingness to accept like you know all of this like backstory that she doesn't know her own past you know all of that yeah. stuff is key
2: yeah yeah and it's just
0: frustrating also, just because it requires at least some episodes from earlier Chibnall seasons to be required <laughs> viewing to watch this. Yeah, you can't just <laughs>
2: recommend this to someone who, who phased out of the Chibnall ears. I guess you can tell them to watch Dr. Ruth and then... I, but they're they're not going to want to watch it after this season right, after watch they watch Timeless Dr. Children. Dr. Ruth and then the three-part and time. finale
1: starting with yeah, then timeless Vyadati, children. Like, it, You're still like nothing makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I like learning that the doctor, you know, was part of the space CIA. I don't think we really learned that much extra about it.
2: I, I still don't like it as part of like the actual lore of the character. I, I still hope there's some sort of caveat to minimize it. But it, it that being said, I think it's been fun to watch, and I, I think it's. Relatively well done so far. Right. Like in terms, of I
1: still data. think we're gonna find out that the doctor wiped her own memory, in order to like protect the other members of the division or something, or that they all volunteered.
2: The I, I, I think there's gonna be some sort of. I think it might be that it's actually her. Like I don't know. I think there's gonna be some sort of weird caveat to it. That's gonna like <laughs> I. I think there's gonna be an asterisk at the end of uh, at the end of I the think the they're gonna Ruth. double
1: down. I said it last time. I'm gonna continue to say it's gonna double down. I was right about dr ruth coming back even though she wasn't announced in the cast list uh and now my new theory space lords all right ravagers are space lords that's what i'm doing i i will say if that's if I that like ends it. up
2: being true i like i do like it it's stupid but i like it <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: any any other uh deep thoughts on <laughs> on no once upon deep- time or war of the sun tyrants
0: no deep thoughts, but again, excited um, excited to see what Maxine Alderton is gonna bring to the angels. Um, and uh, we're getting a new a new uh, what you call it? A new director.
1: We've got a new writer, a new Sorry, director, um, and we've got old monsters
2: and I, I i suspect that this will be the like i think episodes five and six will probably be where this starts to fall apart because they actually have to start explaining no stuff. i think the next one's
1: going to be so, so self-contained that there's no i think like, way for it to be that's like, That's
2: what I'm saying. I think, the, I think the next one will be probably really good, and then five or six okay. is when like the the kind of illusion of strength that the season has is going to kind of tip over a little because right. uh, well, I, I don't think we'll it'll quite to stick
0: find the landing.
1: Out next time on Tardis tropes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Later. Right. See ya.